Welcome to America's Healer with Dr. Jason West. Dr. West and his guest experts are about to open your eyes to a whole new perspective on the medical world. Now, here is your host, world-renowned Dr. Jason West. All right, everybody, welcome to America's Healer with Dr. Jason West. And I'm so excited to bring in an energy practitioner. And I don't have to guess if she can help people or not, like I've seen her help people. So Kelly Watney is joining me on our program today. It's going to be a wonderful program. We're talking about a ton of different things, meditation, guided imaging, self-hypnosis. And and when I think of, you know, meditation stuff, I think that you should be like sitting somewhere with legs crossed in the lotus position and not have any thoughts go through your head. And Kelly has educated me like that's not normal. No one can sit there that long and not have thoughts uh, come into their head. So the America Healers program, thank you so much for tuning in and being part of it. Of course, we always want to recognize and thank our supporters, the West Clinic, which is where we are coming from, our team at the West Clinic, especially our patients, not only that we're, we're helping, but also that have taught us a bunch of things. The second sponsor that we have is Personalized NX. It's our nutritional program where we're actually able to design products and design um, literally the things that people need to get healthy building blocks in their system, restore energy. And then, of course, our last one, we do have a sponsor called Henry's Guild, which is our a doctor training program. Our mission is to reach, teach, and heal the world. And so we have a way that we're able to coordinate and connect and teach doctors, and those are our sponsors. So with that being said, I'm excited to get into the healthcare space of energy practitioner Kelly, when I first started medicine, I thought it was literally this simple, that it was biomechanics. If things weren't lined up right, bad things happen. So, you know, that's my chiropractic background. And then it's biochemistry, like how vitamins and minerals work. And that's my naturopathic background. And then it was natural hormone precursors. Like I'm almost cautious to recommend, you know, whether it's thyroid medication or testosterone and estrogen, because I want your body to make its own. So I thought, oh, it's biomechanics, biochemistry, and hormones. And then someone said, well, Dr. West, what do you think about energy? And I was like, well, that's all foo-foo stuff. That's, that's weird stuff. And the more that I've been in practice, I just hit the 23-year mark. The more I'm recognizing it's all about energy. And then secondary, it's biomechanics and energy and stuff like that. So with that being said, I just t- take a minute and tell everybody, like, how did you get in the energy space, like what was your journey to get into this wonderful field and, and how you help people? But, but like it just didn't happen overnight. It took some effort and time to get there. It sure did. So what, how did you get there? So I raised four girls, very strong women. And um, during the course of that time period with my husband, who's, I have to Stay up front, he's an orthopedic surgeon, so he's completely different mindset than I have right now. Um, but, you know, he's come a long way. Right, right. <laughs> like, it, it's just a matter of time where we start seeing everything. And, like, I have a, uh, you know, a chief financial officer, a, 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 an attorney that I, that I live with, a um, literally a coach, an advisor, and, of course, that's my wife all rolled into one. So, and, and she has a huge influence on me. That's right. So, so you raise four girls, and they're absolutely beautiful, by the way. I, I'm Wow, like you guys did an amazing job and successful. It's not just looks. Like they've got some really cool career pathways that they're pursuing. And then so, so as I, So as I was doing that, I was volunteering. I was bringing different organizations into town that I felt would um, inspire them and, and help them be creative and um, doing fundraising, and uh, I wanted to put some cred behind that. Okay. So I pursued a, a master's degree in uh, health and wellness at ISU, Idaho State University, and I taught um, some health and wellness there, some coaching, health coaching there. Um, oh, and let me just stop you there for a second. Okay. When we talk about health and wellness, like – 
wellness, I think, is kind of like it's overused a ton. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. And, and, and a lot of times people think health of, is, oh, well, I don't really have any symptoms. I didn't cough up a lung. My arm's not hurting like I'm healthy. And I'm looking at them going, oh, I don't think you really know what healthy is. So when you say health and wellness space, like just kind of give me an idea. What does health mean to you? And then what, what do people look like that are truly well? So a balance. Right, of, perfect. Right, a physical, mental, emotional um, you know, not being in a stress state in a, in a, you know, a lot of patients that we see coming to the clinic are in fight or flight mode or, um, you know, they can't turn off their thoughts at night. Uh, so their, their sleep is affecting their lives or they're shoving down emotions and experiences that they've had in the past. And, you know, if you don't bring them to light and, let them be, and then send compassion to it, you're, you're developing sickness. I love that because in my acupuncture training, my teacher would say suppressed emotions are the root of disease. And when he said that, I'm like, oh, that's like, so everybody knows it's just tendonitis. Everybody knows it's just irritable bowel syndrome. But like, like I said, I think there's way more to it than that. So, so you ha- you're bringing in these organizations into the community you decide I want to put some street cred behind it. So you go and you complete a master's degree in health and wellness. And then what happens? So then I realized there was a little more to it than what the academic world could teach me. And so I, I pursued a coaching degree. Um, It was a wellness coaching degree and I had in it, it was a year long program where I had to take a deep dive and look at myself look at myself mentally, physically, right. emotionally. And that wasn't easy to do. It's not. Matter of fact, so many times I tell people, look, it, it, if you want to understand this Einstein quote, if you understand out there, you have to like go here, right? You right. have to go inside. So, so what do you discover there? I mean, I'm not trying to like pry and say anything you're uncomfortable saying, but like you do this work, basically it sounds like you do a year kind of on yourself. Yes. And, and what do you find out? That I needed to be more aware and more mindful of my actions and um, and how I was really more stressed out. I made my life more stressful. It was my perspective to do that. And I, I've created the life that I have. And I, I really, I took that and I created a wellness center in town. Um, and... I really honestly wasn't getting enough patience. <laughs> right. But, and I want to add two things to that. Like number one, um, when you talk about stress, so I want to come back to that in a minute because I do think stress is not a disease, but it makes everything worse. Yes. So I don't want to forget to talk about that. But the other thing that was really interesting that you said was when we go inside and you're like, Hey, you know, I made my life more stressful than it needed to be. Like, I think we unconsciously do it. Like I do this. I know that I do this. Like I'm more aware of it than I've ever been. But when we first started having discussions about merging and and working together and you said, Hey, I have this really cool way to help people get unstressed and deal with their addictions and stuff. And I thought in my head, I don't want to go into that world because I thought it was addictions to, you know, drugs, to meth, to cocaine, to alcohol, to cigarettes. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I can, like, I don't know if I, like, I know people need health, but that's kind of outside of my skill set. And you looked at me and you're like, hey, uh, Dr. West, like you're totally addicted to stress and to technology. And, and I was like, no, I'm not. And then you're like, of course you are. How long could you go without your phone? And I was like, I probably am. And so, and then when you said, look, if we can break up, you know, stress and addiction patterns to your patients, they're going to get better. And, uh, and I was like, yep, I, I get it. So we, we started a, you started a, a wellness uh, clinic here. And uh, it wasn't doing exactly what you wanted to do. Then we, our, our forces aligned, our energies aligned, et cetera. And we started doing some work together. And I was like, hey, I've got lots of patients that have chronic disease that need your help. And I recognize that they need something. But I don't even know exactly what it is that they need other than we got to help like reappropriate their energies. They're putting too much energies into these things that are, are tough on them. And so that kind of introduced me to some of your tools. Now we're going to go over these a bunch, mm-hmm. but 
like when you start working with someone, it, it's a coaching program that you've already been with. And, uh, and then with that, like walk me through how you start this decompression or this awareness or this looking inside because it's really powerful. Yeah, and part of it is deconditioning, right? We're so conditioned by society to look a certain way and feel a certain way. Um, and I call that comparison syndrome, and I think it's the root of all unhappiness. Yeah, and I, I was so, I, I mean, it's a, it's a constant struggle for me, honestly. But it's sort of like gratitude. You, you can't do it yesterday and think it's going to be okay today. Yes. Right? It's, it's being aware of it constantly, of not worrying about what people think and really just making, a lot of it is making a human connection with people, listening to them, really hearing their story, and then um, possibly they're feeling like they're a victim. Like, wh- why is this happening to me? A lot of people don't understand that. Um, and it's sort of zooming out. And, and helping them zoom out to look at their life as if they were watching a movie and separating their emotions from what's happening. Because, if you know, emotions are just energy in motion, right? Well, I can remember one of the most profound things that my dad taught me, which I quote him all the time because he's had such a uh, profound influence on me and the thousands of patients that I've seen. But one of the things that he would always tell me is, Jason, when you can get really comfortable in your own skin and not worry about what other people are thinking, then you become like an incredible force for good. Mm. And I'm just like hearing kind of his voice when you said that, because I'm so surprised when you're like, "Ah, I deal with this, you know, comparison syndrome because I'm like, no, you don't like, like you have that you're the perfect Zen person. Like, how could you possibly be dealing with it? Which makes me recognize you don't really know people till you walked a mile in their moccasins. But kind of coming back and, and recognize, like we work with a lot of people that were out of hope and out of time and out of options and feel like there's no place to go. And you said, we want them to zoom out and we want them to like take a look at things, see if there is, um, you know, some unnecessary emotions about, when I say unnecessary, like some baggage that people aren't aware of. But there's also some, like one is a history, but you have some really cool tools that are you're using as well. Like some of it is your intuition, other of your assessments. So what are some of these neat tools that you've, you've run across that you're able to help identify a starting spot for people? So one of the first things I do after, you know, taking in their story is to assess um, their autonomic nervous system. And so we do heart rate variability testing, which is really an EEG. And so we look at that. That's the time in between each heartbeat. And that gives me so much information about, you know, their energy levels throughout the day, their biological age, which people love to get down after they, they see the result on that. Because um, some people are older. Yes. And, and every once in a while you run into someone that's younger. Or, right? or they turn younger after being at our place for a few weeks, right? right? Um, and meditating and doing breath work. Um, it all... There's no magic pill here. I mean, people have to come and be willing to put in the work. But I think that's one of the advantages of people making the journey to West Clinic, right? They've already made the commitment. They want change. They want to do something positive. And so I also, in this HRV testing, look at their brain waves. So, um, you know, if their delta is, is representative of sleep, that's what babies need to be in right there. They eat, sleep, and poop. Right. And so if that's super high, then I know, um, you know, they're not recovering in sleep. And some of these things people know, but I can see it and I can see a a whole readout on it. Um, But what we're going for is to increase their alpha state, which is the relaxed focus state. And you can only get that through meditation, um, breath work and um you know, I could use tuning forks to help them, guided imagery, but um, that really that's the goal, is to increase their alpha their alpha brain waves. All right, you guys, so you're listening to Dr. Jason West on Voice America Radio, and if you're not catching with us live, remember we're syndicated on a couple of different platforms. I'm so excited to be joined in studio with Kelly Watney, a really gifted energy practitioner, and I say that because I've seen it. Like, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to hear or tell me the pain. Like, I've seen the patients that we've worked on, 
we've been talking a little bit about the autonomic nervous system, why energy is so important, how we can get addicted to stress and, and literally how that affects everything. We're going to come back after the break and we're going to go more into the autonomic nervous system. We're going to talk more about meditations. You don't have to be cross-legged in the lotus position, smelling incense and chanting and holding your hands in the right way. That's always what I thought when it would come to meditation. We're also going to be talking about this idea we can assess or we can get an impact of your hormones by just doing this heart rate variability. We can see what's happening when your body, you know, changes biomechanical positions. We also have some, you know, guided meditations, guided imaging that we're going to be talking about, biofield tuning, self-hypnosis. There's a ton coming up after the break on Dr. Jason West, America's Healer Program. And remember... You're not your diagnosis. There's a person in there. And that's one of the things that we're going to get into more in the next segments is recognizing like you're not your disease. And sometimes people like take on that mantle or they get addicted to that. So right after the break, you guys, that's what we're going to be talking about. You're listening to Dr. Jason West on Voice America Radio. And stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Everything you know about the medical industry is about to change. That is when you tune in to America's Healer with Dr. Jason West. Dr. West will challenge the currently accepted status quo of medical procedures and remedies, and you'll learn about medicinal topics from a whole new perspective. America's Healer with Dr. Jason West, Fridays at 12 p.m. on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to America's Healer with Dr. Jason West. If you have a question for Dr. West or his guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866 472 5792. That's 866 472 5792. Now, back to the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to America's Healer Radio. If you're just joining us, we're talking about energy. We're going to be talking about how breathing is important. We're going to be talking about going inside and, and, and literally how to unlock things. And I'm joined in studio by an energy practitioner, uh, Kelly Watney. I'm so excited that she's here. And, uh, and, and the reason why is because this is my Zen master. Like, this is who I talk to about, about some things. And, and a, kind of a funny way to start the segment is when we started working together a couple years, and I think we're about four, almost five years working together, right? I think four. Four years. So 2019 <laughs> is when we put everything together. So obviously we're 20, we're almost four years. And uh, so we started, you know, hey, let's break up addiction patterns. Let's do some human design stuff, which we got to come back to. And But one thing that's really important is just a personal experience that I had because what happened was Kelly said, hey, have you ever heard of this guy named the Iceman? Have you ever heard of this Wim Hof guy, which is this 23-year, or 23 Guinness Book of World Records holder that is always getting cold? You know, he's jumping into uh, the Polar Bear Club, and he's getting into these ice baths. And anyway, one thing led to another. If you've seen us on Facebook or YouTube, you've seen me, like, get into these ice baths. And it kind of was a little bit because of Kelly, but kind of a 
was my son because my son was like, dad, you know, I've got this, this problem in my pelvis that no one can really figure out. We should try this ice bath thing. I'm only going to do it if you're going to do it. And I remembered Kelly saying, Hey, about this ice man thing. So we just filled up an, a, a horse trough full of water threw a bunch of ice in it. And then we're like, all right, we'll get in. And the reason why I say this is because when, when Kelly, when I was talking over the break, she was saying, look, it's so important to go inside. It's, it's so important to go and find this like inner, inner awareness, whether it's your, your id, your ego, your soul, like whatever you want to call it, that's like your thing. And, and we didn't do any of that. Like we just went in and the, like the only reason that I even got in that and lasted is because my sons were razzing me and I'm like, I cannot be shown up by my sons. Like I have, I'm the old lion here, right? Like I've got to get in and I got in and literally I thought I was going to die. And I've had so many of my friends tell me like, there's no way I, I would ever do that. Like you're crazy. No way. And I was telling you about it the next day and you're like, well, did you do the breathing? I'm like, what breathing? No, I just, I just jumped in. And then you're like, Hey, you got to get centered. You got to do this breathing. And you told me about it. And then the next time that I did it, like it was night and day difference. It didn't make it easy. Like it's still hard to get in, you know, 33 degree water, but it was so much easier when I was like, okay, I'm breathing. I'm going to concentrate on this. Like it's, it's a whole lost art. Like people forget to breathe. Like I forgot to breathe until I started doing these exercises. So kind of wrapping this all together, what I'm excited for you to just talk about is when, when we start working with people, we want to know about awareness. We want them to be able to go inside to do, you know, breath work and self hypnosis and the human design analysis, know about frequencies. Like there's so many things that you offer and that you do. And I want everybody to know all about it. But let's just kind of start, let's reach, like go back just a little bit and say, all right, if I'm coming to you and I'm having, you know, a chronic illness, whether it is fibromyalgia, it's mixed connective tissue disease, it's rheumatoid arthritis, it's multiple sclerosis, it's cancer support therapies, like you have a protocol like to unravel all of it. So maybe we start with the breathing, maybe we start with like, but, but like, how can we how can we help people? Let's just start there. Okay. Well, everyone is unique, right? Everyone has a, a unique human design and people are affected in different ways and have um, maybe their immunity is low because of some type of trauma that may have happened in the past or some event. And your trauma is different than my trauma. And it, and you might not even think I have a trauma. Um, when I describe it to you, it sounds frivolous but it doesn't matter it's all relative right and however this person has gotten here and is in this situation it's important to give them tools where they can um, create new neural pathways to decondition them right so um, you know new ways of thinking changing their perspective not having them be the victim or why is this happening to me or again this is happening to me again this is happening to me i've even had patients where we've had success and then they've left um for a year or two and they hadn't used the tools and they they're back so kelly are you saying that you have normal patients like the rest of us, which means you will go to work with someone and they're like, Hey, I was doing on your protocol. And I started feeling pretty good. And of course I'm joking because I have done this. We're like, well, I don't need to do that anymore. Cause like I'm, I'm healthy. Right. Exactly. Like I don't need to eat healthy anymore because I feel great. And then I'm like, Oh, I got a couple five pounds that I you know shouldn't have. So I'm kind of chuckling about that because we all do it. Like no one is really above that you know, premise, but you get people to look inside and, and we start evaluating it. And a perfect example of this is we, you know, one of our patients that we are working with, um, super duper successful it, from the outside in, like everything, like he crushed it, a golden touch. And then when we started doing some work and why are your adrenal shot? And he's like, well, I'm just scared of being abandoned. I'm like, why would you do like everybody looks up to you? Like you have the perfect kids, you have the perfect wife, you have the perfect career. And he was like, you know, when I really think about it, um, you know, my mom, when, when I was a little boy, we, she would lay down with me to take a nap and then I would fall asleep. And then just like other parents, she would get up and leave. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like my mom would left me 
And and so here he's like, it wasn't traumatic. Like I wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but man, I, I think that, and it was just a really fascinating story that he was telling me. I got this abandonment issue because my mom left me when I was taking naps. And, um, and then it's, here it is, you know, 35 years later, he's trying to kind of unravel that. What was funny is, of course, when I told that to my wife, she's like, oh my gosh, all our kids are going to have abandonment issues. Because <laughs> that's what I did with all of them. I'm like, I think that's what every mom does. And like, and he's like, my mom never abandoned me, but I just have that fear. I think that's where it's coming from. So helping people to, to go through that and, and going into the breath work, um, how, how do you so, do that? So the breath work uh, is is one of the most effective ways to balance the, the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system. So you have the parasympathetic, as you know, and the sympathetic nervous system. And some people go one way, some people go the other, right? Yeah, you control one of them and the other's on autopilot, right? Right. So, um, you know, doing breath work, doing guided meditation, um, and then and a lot of people come in and say, I, I can't do that. I don't know how to meditate. I tried it. I tried it. It wasn't good for me. I'm not, I'm not good with that. And then I'll say, well, what, what is your idea of that? And, of course, they describe what you described, where you think you're supposed to be this perfect person sitting and not having any thoughts come into your head. And it's, that's not what meditation is. Meditation is really having mindfulness um, and maybe it's setting an intention for the day. Maybe it's taking a walk out in nature and absorbing the energy of the trees. It, it could be anything that is really a meditation. It, it's not what you traditionally think. And if you have a thought that comes in, you just say, I'll pay attention to you later. And you just come back to what you're focusing on and focus on the breath. Focus on how you want to be, how you want to be today. That's enough. Well, and, and I really like what you said because I've experienced it my own way. I'm just recognizing now that I practice with my dad from 2000, 2011. He passed away, and I remember thinking, oh, I'm never going to be able to run a clinic without him. I'm gonna, we know we need to downsize. Like It was such a huge positive factor in my life. When I would get done with the day for years after, probably at least five or six years, I would go into his office after everybody was gone and I would sit there and my goal was to do nothing. Like I would just go in there and I would, and, um, and I was thought, man, this is weird. Like maybe am I starting to develop some like mental sickness or something like that? And, and I didn't do it every day. Like I thought, but when I did do it, like, I'm like, wow, I just feel really, you know, grounded. I feel really good. And I didn't try and, you know, control my mind or anything. I didn't get in the Lotus position. We weren't burning any incense or like the, all of the things that I think of a monk, you know, in Tibet or, or China doing from, from movies, which I, I have no context for at all. I thought that was meditation. And now when I tell people, and I want to get to like this spark thing that you're telling about, like what, why it's so important for have to, for people to have something that makes them alive. I I say there's no right way to do it. Like there's no right spark. Like what is a spark for me? It's not a spark for you. And and the meditation, the mindfulness part is like it's really the ability I think to communicate with yourself. And maybe that's not a very good definition, but I think it's really powerful to either to talk to yourself or to talk to your mind and be like. Like for me, a lot of times I, I go to bed at 10 and then all of a sudden it's ding, ding. I get up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, why would I get up at three o'clock in the morning? And I start thinking, but uh, then I started saying, if I can put some love around that and be like, hey, this maybe this is the only time that my inner voice can talk to me without distractions. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I started like putting love around it, I guess what would be a word to say, all of a sudden it became less stressful to me. So... Tell us about why it's so important to have the spark, like something that sets your soul on fire. Yeah, a lot of times when people are coming in, it's, um, you know, I ask them what brings out fun Jason or what fun brings out fun Kelly. Right. And they look at me dumbfounded like, huh, what do you mean? I'm in pain here. I'm, I'm having a hard time. I can't even remember the last time I had a good laugh or, um, you know, okay, and then what feels light to you to do creatively? Because if you're being creative, you're in the alpha state. You're in this relaxed, focused state. 
you can't be stressed um, when you're creating, when you're truly creating something. So it could be anything, and everyone has something different that'll come up. Like it could be gardening, it could be cooking, it could be um, painting. Uh, you, you know, you name it, right? You you do you do your your sports with the boys, like the um, the snow sports and the riding. I don't even know what yeah, it dirt is. Dirt bikes. Like, dirt like bikes. how can you forget <laughs> dirt bikes? Like this is it. Like this is one of my white hot centers. Right. But it takes you, it takes you to this light, fun place. And you've, you've given that to your boys. It's such a gift, right? And that's their outlet. And, and they have told me that that's their connection with each other and with you. And that's amazing. And they'll have that for the rest of their lives. Um, people forget to pay attention to themselves and what their needs are. Um, a lot of women who come to the clinic, particularly, are always worrying about everybody else in their lives and and doing for their kids and that's great but if they don't take time for themselves then they're they're completely not in the alpha state <laughs> they're in this stressed mode where they're constantly judging themselves and why why am i this way why can't i lose weight well you're you're in a stressed state all the time or or do you really need to lose weight or you know i don't i don't know whatever it is so finding that what makes them feel light, what is, what's going to bring about fun, and not waiting until next week to do it or when you feel better, just doing something little or making a human connection with someone. Like you're at the supermarket and you make a connection with the cashier or make them laugh or it helps you, it helps them, and you really feel like uh, you're being real. Yeah, I just love what you're saying because it really how I would interpret it is like you're telling me you just got to be you, right? Like you just got to be whatever. And people the, are afraid to do that. Right. They they think they should be something. You know, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, who wants to be around Mr. Perfect? They don't. The 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 cutest puppy is the flawed puppy or the puppy with the the ear over or the black eye or the I don't know, but Nobody wants to be around someone who's perfect. They want to be around someone who is real and they're they're real about their positives and their negatives and and they own it. Yeah. And they, you know, I don't know. It it's hard to relate to people I think when they are trying to be this perfect person or look a certain way. Yeah, so you just want to be genuine and authentic. I love the advice that we're getting, you guys. You've been listening to America's Healer radio program. I'm so excited to be joined in studio with Kelly Watney, an energy practitioner. We've covered on just the, like the beginning. Like I'm looking at these notes that Kelly has on the screen, <laughs> these four by six note cards. And I think we've like covered one and there's like 15 out here. But what we wanted to be talking about is how you can get comfortable with being you, how to look inside and, and, and deal with, you know, suppressed emotions and do these stuff because it's such an impact on health, on your autonomic and your sympathetic nervous system. And after the break, we're going to be going into additional ways to evaluate it. Like we, we talked a little bit about the heart rate variability, but there's also something called, you know, the AL scan. There's a, what we call Raglan's test where we can measure your blood pressure lying and standing, which we talk frequently about. And then putting your arms around your journey. Like we talked about this a little bit with Dr. Nelson last week when we were, I always thought happiness is like a stop. Like if I just get out of school, I'll be happy. If I just get my degree, now if I just get my license and now if I just get an office and now if I just have that, then I'll always be happy. And the recognizing now is like, that's not happy. Like if you do that and if so many patients do that, they think, oh, if I just get there, I'll be happy. We're going to be talking more about the journey. It's Dr. Jason West and Kelly Watney on Voice America Radio. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. 
the Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to America's Healer with Dr. Jason West. If you have a question for Dr. West or his guests, feel free to join us on the show at 866 472 5792. That's 866 472 Now, back to the show. All right, everyone, welcome back. It's Dr. Jason West and America's Healer. I'm joined in studio with Kelly Watney, our energy practitioner, and we've got a lot of material to cover about how to make a difference for people, whether you're across the street or across the country. There's some things that we really want you to know so that you can live your life at the highest level. I don't like it when people are saying, I'm just surviving. I want you to thrive. And so one of the things that we were talking about on a break is that there's so many like huge figures in history, you know, Christ, Confucius, Buddha, uh, Paracelsus, Hippocrates, um, Descartes, like all of these guys that we're trying to write about. This is the pathway to health and happiness. There's kind of a modern day twist to it. And so what I'm going to ask Kelly is we do some work with a lot of people a lot of work with a lot of people that have been to a lot of different places. They're out of hope. They're out of options. They, a lot of times they're, they're nice skeptics because they don't want to get their hopes up that something could actually help and then have their hopes dashed. And so the question that I would have for you as an energy practitioner is what do you wish people knew before they started? And then how can we help them discover that? Mm. I wish they knew that they had the power within them all along to heal themselves. Sometimes people do go to all these different places um, or listening to all these modern-day programs, right, that they think they need to follow exactly. I like to pick and choose and tailor something for someone or give them options it's like creating a, a cookbook, right? You're, you have recipes from all throughout your life of what's worked and what hasn't worked. And um, people need to pick and choose the recipes they like and they feel are in alignment with them. And not one cookbook is going to work for everybody. It's just not the way it is. Otherwise, you know, there would just be one cookbook. <laughs> right. So everybody's different. Um Again, one of the lessons from my dad is is he would say, Jason, just because you understand what's happening in a textbook doesn't mean that you understand the patient or the patient's condition because we're as, all as biologically different as our fingerprints. The way that you help with moods for one patient is not how you would help it for the next patient. Or if someone's really suffering from arthritis, what worked for one person doesn't necessarily work For the next person, you've got to be able to treat everybody differently, which is something that I really pride you in doing is there's not a a thing where I'm like, hey, Kelly, this person is struggling with autoimmune. And you're like, oh, all they need is two cups of flour and an egg and a third a cup of oil and some baking soda. And we put it in the oven for 350 degrees. Like that's part of the problem, I think, with conventional medicine is they're trying to treat everything as a cookbook. Oh, if you have depression, you get this prescription. If you have, you know, anxiety, you get this prescription. And it's kind of the same dose for, you know, a 20-year-old female versus a 50-year-old male versus an 80-year-old. So 
So that being said, treating everybody individually, you talked about why it's so important for people to become aware that there's, there's different ways to meditate, but how do you help someone on the pathway of, of discovering that there's a lot of healing, if not all healing comes from the inside? How, how do we, how do you help someone get on that pathway? Well, I think people are under the misconception that there's this huge aha moment. Not everybody has the huge aha moment. You see it in a movie or you see it in a TV show and you're like, oh, that's what should be happening to me. Ah. Right. right. And so it's in the little things. And so I give people little homework assignments to make a human connection with someone or make someone laugh or go have some fun with your kids and really make them laugh or whatever it is. And then they start to feel more powerful. Um, We do something called tension release, which is a part of sophrology. And um, it uses guided imagery to have them think of a a person, a place, um, uh, and uh, a thing. (laughs) And... They have gratitude for it. They use all their senses and they imagine themselves on a movie screen. And they imagine this, say this person that you're thinking about. And they think, they see their eyes, they see their smile. They think of how they were loved uniquely by this person. And so they're really feeling it in their body, and their subconscious mind doesn't know that that person isn't there with them right now. This person could have passed. It could have been a grandparent from a long time ago. They hear their laugh, and the subconscious is like, oh, I I like this. I'm feeling good. Let's do some more of that. And then people start to feel their own power when they start feeling a little better and having some more energy, and then we go from there. What about someone that is struggling with they're, they're making the guided imaging and, and they see, okay, I'm going to go to this place or I'm going to go to this experience or I can see myself, you know, healthy. I can see myself in a, in a, a beneficial relationship, even though I'm coming out of a bad, and then you start having all of the bad roommate that shows up that says, oh, you don't deserve that. Like, mm. oh, the imaging up there, but like that's for other people. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I say that is because I just had a patient that literally was is uber successful but miserable, mm-hmm. and I was kind of and it's manifesting itself in physical symptoms. Mm-hmm. So he's coming in and saying like, "Oh yeah, this hurts and that hurts," and and I'm like, "Well, did you have an accident? You have to no, I didn't." And and so when I when I was asking him how is this feeling, he's like, "You know, I just don't feel like I deserve to be successful." Mm. And so he's like, "You're telling me to." to do some work over there, but I'm not worth it. Mm-hmm. So like, I know this is kind of a, like it's not a, a trick question and there's a lot to that person's awareness and that person's journey. But if, if you're doing some work on the guided imagery and then someone's like, that works for other people, doesn't work for me. How do you start? I know you can help those people. So how do you do it? So I would start with uh, a meditation called the Reign of Self-Compassion, and it involves, it's R-A-I-N, and it it's recognizing a judgment you have about yourself, and then uh, acknowledging it. Most people start there. Most people are very aware. <laughs> and then it's investigating where in the body you're feeling it. So are you having symptoms? Are you having pain? Is it manifesting in yourself physically? But then the key is the N, is the nurturing, is bringing love or imagining love from a figure. It could be, um, it could be someone, uh, a mentor. It could be a grandparent. It could be a, a good friend. Um, but imagining that love and sending self-compassion to yourself. Eventually, you'll be able to do it from your own heart, um, but it's having self-compassion. That's what it's all about. Oh, this is, this is great. If, if people wanted to get more resources, obviously it's, you know, work that you can do for you, but if it, if someone either because of scheduling or, or because of distance wanted to get some information to start, what would you recommend or to suggest for someone listening on our program? That's like, yeah, oh, that's great, but I'm in Florida and I can't get there till the summer. All right. So 
when it <laughs> happens, like what I usually tell people is, is I just love things that help can decompress your nervous system. For example, I love it when people talk to themselves. So many times people have busted me in the office, um, especially the cleaner and stuff. And I'm having a conversation with myself. I used to think that was crazy. I think journaling is really good. I think that, you know, praying to your supreme being or, or to the universe or whatever you want to, whatever works for you. And honestly, the older I get, the more like non-judgmental I get for people's belief system. Like it's whatever works for you. But is there any of those things that, you know, I kind of not, nodded you just a little bit that you would <laughs> like to, to speak to or, or to recommend when it comes to like, how do you get more awareness? And, and especially for someone that's like, I, I really want to get started now. Breath work, so okay. so simple, and it it seems so cliche. Um, also, gratitude. And when you say gratitude, I mean in the in the really little things, but all the time. It can't just be doing. Oh, I practiced that yesterday; it didn't work. <laughs> right. Right. It, and having patience, um, being able to manifest and imagine how you want your life to be. Right. But but making effort like getting yourself outside getting sunlight getting fresh air being in being in nature or imagining that you're in nature that's just as good for your subconscious mind um you know i i went to a integrative oncology conference in vermont a couple years ago and there was a an oncologist there that had this, what I thought at the time was a really funny suggestion. And I want to talk to you about nature because I've heard you talk about it several times, you know, getting outside, getting the energy of, you know, the grass, the trees, you know, getting out in the sunlight. So I want you to talk about that. But here's the funny thing. So here's this cancer specialist that started off as a traditional oncologist and, and literally treated people for years with conventional chemotherapy and radiation, and then he got cancer. Mm. And he was like, hey, I, I think I better add some more stuff to it. So he started blending some of these other things. But one of the things that he literally tells all his patients to do is to go out and hug a tree. <laughs> like literally go to a tree, <laughs> put your arms around it. And he believes that this power, power in nature. And so when we're having all this stress and this fight or flight response and our heart rate variability is not good and we have all of this like, you know, inner, uh, whether it's comparison syndrome or unhappiness or we have triggers, one way is one outlet for it is nature. And, and I know you practice what you preach. So just tell everybody like why it's so good to be outside and what are you looking for? And, and where do you put your mind in when you go take a walk? So um, it's all about frequency and vibration, right? The vibration of nature is, is perfect, right? So listening to the wind, um, you know, I go out in nature, I'll go for a walk um, in the woods and I take my dogs and um, a lot of times I'll ask a question or, or set an intention, how do I want to be today? Or maybe it's um, something more profound about... Uh, a question I have around um, how I want to be remembered, or it, it could be anything. And then I will, I'll get the answer by the end of the walk because you're just, you're in that alpha state and there's, there's no way around it. You could also do it in any water, right? Just like with your cold water plunge or your, um, you know, the ocean, uh, a river, water is very healing the frequency there and the vibration so we have we do have tools at the west clinic also that will aid in that it'll get you there faster so, right so kelly you are like this is fictitious it's kind of a funny experiment you're uh you know god tells you hey you're going to be on this you know desert island and you can take one tool with you like out of the stuff that you have in your tool bag mm-hmm. is it the hrv is it the AO scan like what thing would you take uh, that you could help people with? I would take my biofield tuning forks. Okay, so for sure. So we, we talked about frequency and migration. We've got literally about two minutes left. Okay. So let's talk about this, uh, the, the tuning, because I hear it going on in the office. <laughs> and so, like, tell us what, uh, what that means, <clears throat> the, the, this tuning. 
So just like an instrument needs to be tuned, the human body has this electrical current going through it, right? But you also have this biofield surrounding your body. And it's it's like your um all your memories, everything that's ever happened is stored in that biofield. So every every positive thing that's happened to you, every negative thing, um and it creates holes um in your energy field right and so the tuning forks just gather energy back into that person into you could call them energy centers or chakras right and you're you're balancing the system so some people who are over identifying um with their illness um and and can't really think beyond that a lot of times they're in their head space and i need to bring them back into their body so it's balancing and um and tuning really and kelly uh we kind of joked about this for a little bit like you're in this space that i love this energy space you're married to someone that is like very traditional very like a gifted orthopedic surgeon but i just have to ask in the minute that we have left like <laughs> i just wish i'd fly on the wall sometimes i could hear the conversations of you like i gotta get someone back in and he's like oh well that's a broken bone i'm just gonna put a plate and screws on it so with with the little time that we have left just talk about a little bit of of those two worlds colliding and and what happened He's come a long way, and I've come a long way. He does bring me a different perspective about the medical world, and he explains a lot of concepts to me that I don't understand. And and I certainly bring an awareness to him of you know maybe what their patients are feeling like or, or what recovery is like or what I think would help um, in someone's recuperation process. Uh, so you guys, I just have loved the opportunity to have Kelly inside of the studio and uh, and see the energy medicine, the energetic practitioner. If you'd like to reach out to her, you can read westcliniconline.com, 208-232-3216. You've been listening to America's Healer on Voice America with Dr. Jason West and my special guest, Kelly Watney. We will see you guys next week, Friday, 1 o'clock Mountain Time on the same Voice America channel. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. America's healer, Dr. Jason West, will be back next week to share more of his expertise. So don't miss it. Until then, have a great week.